testing, one, two, three. Nice to have a friend, podcast, you and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nice to Have a Friend podcast. I'm Lauren, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Allison. Wow. (laughs) Why was I about to say my name, too? Wow, guys, it's great to see you. We haven't seen you since last year. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was that kid that did that that every year in elementary school, middle school. I thought it was so funny. So Maybe that's why we're podcast co-hosts, because we're both that type of person. I can't believe that we all made it through 2020, so everybody give yourself a little pat on the back. Round of applause. Um, I know we're not fully out of the woods yet, but I will say, Lauren, is, is... sad as this is gonna sound not sad i feel like most of you guys are gonna understand but when the ball dropped um i actually started crying when it changed when it hit zero and it changed i think a lot of people probably yeah and i didn't think that i was gonna have that kind of reaction because i'm very sentimental about new year's i love new year's eve i think it's fun to think of a clean slate and like goals that i want to carry with me into the new year but i think it just had this unexpected emotional toll that hit me even just in that moment so it was just really cool that it's 2021 and we survived and yeah we're here well <laughs> i also love new year's eve but the past two new year's eve i actually have not been staying up until midnight which if mm. you had told me that i wouldn't do that like a couple of years ago i would have laughed at you because that's just something i always see myself doing but we have been traveling the past two new year's eve yeah because you're on your honeymoon last year right yes we were actually in nashville spending the night before we caught like a really early flight the next morning for our honeymoon so i'm just so exhausted when we travel like we go to bed at 10 like almost every night when we're on vacation so i don't stay up until midnight and i just (laughs) watch like a little bit of it And it was really funny because me and Allison weren't even texting, like, on New Year's Eve. And me and Preston were watching the New Year's Rockin' Eve. And I was, like, in my pajamas kind of going to bed. Were you watching my stories? Yes, I watched your (laughs) stories. Yeah. I was laying down in my bed looking at my phone. And then I hear, wherever you lead, I follow. And I was, like, whipped right up, sat straight up in bed. And looked at the TV, like, so intently. Because before, I was just, like, you know, not Do you have, like, attention. a radar that just yes. goes off whenever Taylor starts talking? And Preston, so delayed, was like, oh, Lauren, it's Taylor. Are you looking? And I was like, yes, you know, I am. I would think that's crazy. But I genuinely, part of the reason that I watched the whole New Year's Rocking Eve with diligence was because <laughs> BTS acted like they were going to have a video message. And then by, like, 1 a.m., they still hadn't had one. I was like, I'm turning this off. So as soon as Taylor came on, I went to sleep. But then I saw that you texted me and was like, Taylor did a shout out or something and I was like oh my gosh yeah I took a page out of Lauren's book and all you fellow Instagrammers out there who listen to our show and share us we appreciate you but I sometimes I get excited about things and want to share it on my story and I forget that like I'm allowed to do that so I just shared my excitement over New Year's Rock and Eve on my Instagram so if you followed along with that God bless you (laughs) it was actually really fun though I enjoyed doing it and I was by myself because uh, like you I well no normally I stay up but this year since I get up so freaking early I was like I don't know if I'm gonna I make it I wondered if you were going to yeah but the thought of falling asleep before it I, I don't know if you guys feel this but sometimes if I fall asleep during something big I wake up the next morning with this like regret that I missed it like Tennessee played basketball on Wednesday night at 9 p.m and, and I was the game and I, and it was a good one yes it was a good game and then 
the next day, I was like, dang it. So I just wanted to make sure that I didn't feel that way about the end of 2020. So Well, I woke up, I'll, this is the last thing I'll say before we get into the episode, but I woke up and just didn't even really register that it was a new year because I was not in my own like home. routine, not in my own home, not in my own city. I didn't watch New Year's Rock and Eve. I didn't watch the ball drop. So people were like saying, happy new year, like as we passed them on the sidewalk. And I was like, why? I mean, I knew why they were saying it, but... It just felt surreal. Yeah, I was just like, is it even really... I will say, it was so weird to see Times Square just empty. Like, yeah, they had people, they if you didn't watch it... Like, yeah, they had people, like, first responders, and I'm pretty sure that's all that was there. They yeah. had people that worked in healthcare and then first responders and Times Square, but they had them, like, sectioned off in squares, but you could, like, see the ground, and I just thought that was yeah. so weird compared to normal, but... That is so weird. Well, speaking of weird compared to normal, we took last week off, which we don't usually do. Like, we usually do an episode every week, and then we may take two to three to four weeks off in between our seasons. But as you guys know, the holiday season is so hectic and it was very, un- it was just pretty much impossible for us to record two episodes in the same week to have ready to go for like the week after Christmas. So we hope you guys are okay with no episode last week, but we are going to do a great episode this week to make <laughs> up for it. Yes, and we're excited because we also get to incorporate some of your uh, responses to some Instagram stories that Lauren put up, which I will give a little shout out to her because she got an iPad for yeah. Christmas and has been creating some like cool graphics and backgrounds that oh my she gosh. put on our Nice to Have a Friend podcast I Instagram. I texted Allison and I was like, please be brutally honest. She Is was like, good? she was asking for my opinion and I knew that you were probably sitting on pins and needles because it had been like <gasps> an hour, but I was at a basketball game working and I didn't see it and I was like, it looks good <laughs> really fast because I was like, I liked it, but I couldn't text well, you. Well, Preston was like, yeah, this looks great, Lauren, but like, as I've told you guys before, Preston really gasses me up. Like my hair will <laughs> Yeah, look... but he's like a positive gaslighter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like really, really good at hopping me up, I guess I should say. And he, wait, is gassing up like a weird phrase? It's usually, guys, I'm going to be 100% honest because people use this so much in 2020, but I don't like fully understand it in a sentence. Let's take a brief pause and I'm going to Google it. (laughs) I know that's really, like, I know the Dixie Chicks had a gaslighter. Excuse me, the Chicks, they changed their name. No, what does it mean? It's a form of psychological manipulation. Yes, that's what I thought. So it's like negative. Like they're oh, trying to, they're trying I to hype you. <laughs> I didn't know how to like phrase it, but it's you're, you're hyping someone up to go do something bad. So yeah. it's like if I was gonna Crap. gaslight you to go like leave a bad Yelp review. How you know? many times <laughs> have I said that word wrong? Oh well, oh well. Okay. So Preston is really bad to just hot me up, and he loves me, and he knows he truly does think everything I do is you know amazing, which. <laughs> Let's be honest, it is. Man, uh, what what a bad husband. <laughs> so I had to text Allison because I was afraid Preston was just being like, you know, looking with rose-colored glasses at what I was doing. So she said she liked it. So. No, I thought it was cute. I liked that it was simple because you use black and white and like yellow. And okay. usually people use like pink and a lot of pink. And I don't really, I'm not a pink <laughs> person. So <laughs> that was my judgment on that, so. Okay, well, without further ado, everyone, let's get into mine and Allison's best of 2020. It was a tough year, but there was a lot of good hidden in the middle of it. So Lauren and I wanted to focus on the good of last year so that we can lean into the good start for this year. of 2021. Let's go. Okay, so we are going to have a few different categories, actually quite a lot. So you guys are going to get to know a lot about the various different interests that we had over 2020. So Allison, would you like to start with your 
best career moment of 2020? Yeah, so this year was definitely a jumbled mix. If you listen to our first season, you heard a lot about my career woes, but I think, weirdly enough, my biggest career personal high was probably the fact that I have two jobs right now um, because the first month or two of working at the new station and doing my internship was hard and every day I got up and I was like why am I doing this and I still have weeks where the getting up is very tough but I'm grateful to have pushed myself into a place where I'm trying things because I'm not the best about trying outside of my comfort zone and so even though it's not necessarily this like specific position or thing it's just the fact that I am trying new things like I freelanced for tv and I've done freelance editing work and then I have two part-time jobs right now so that just makes me proud that I'm pushing myself and trying new things because I'm not always the best at that so Lauren what is your best career high of 2020 this actually worked out perfectly because I have been like hiding something for the past couple of weeks I mean not even hiding it just doing a professional like what decision I'm just kidding (laughs) I was like wait I know what it is but whatever (laughs) just professionally you know you never want to like publicly post on a podcast that you're interviewing for a position I don't know because it's just kind of like what if you don't get it or like what if other people Mm -hmm. are interviewing it yeah so actually for the past couple of weeks I've been in the interview process for the full-time equivalent to what I have been doing since June and I actually got it, which Woo! I was super excited about. So I'm actually now a full-time employee at a place. I get health benefits and a salary and everything. Like, I'm bona fide. I'm a Maybe bona fide Maybe that could be employee. my career achievement of 2021 <laughs> is I find a job with health insurance. So my first day was, which I'm not even going to get on the health mm-hmm. insurance, but it still feels nice to know that I could have it if I wanted it. Um, but my first day was December 28th. And yeah. I have been working. I worked a full week as that, except it wasn't a full week because we had a day off for New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, but I'm actually getting in slowly. Yeah, it's been a very slow transition to this because I've been 20 hours since June and then for like two weeks I was 30 hours and now I'm full time. So it's actually been such a blessing to have this like slow fade into the full-time position and I think that's something I never realized I would want but now that I had it I'm super super grateful so I think I'm just most proud in my career this year of you know having persistence and just sticking with this internship even after it felt like Mm -hmm. a bunch of my other peers that I graduated with were getting jobs and I still was an intern I'm very proud of myself for like being persistent and just sticking with it and knowing that if I put in the work they would reward me and it finally happened and I'm just so excited to be like an official employee of somewhere that's exciting I'm proud of you I was pretty confident you were gonna get it but on the outside it's a lot easier to see that than like being in it yeah which I was hoping I was gonna get it too but you know you never know. You never know. So I never. It was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty. Yeah, I never wanted to like jinx it. So, okay. On the opposite end of the spectrum, Allison, what was your favorite personal moment or achievement of twenty twenty? So this is weird to think about because I don't know if you guys feel this way, but twenty twenty felt like four years in one, I guess. Yeah. And there was like the year before COVID, and then the three years during COVID. Yes. <laughs> and so. Before COVID was just a permanent existence in our brains, I ran a half marathon, and that was definitely my high point or like my personal achievement. That was in 2020. I know, and like to put this in perspective for you guys, I ran that half marathon February 23rd. 
UT closed classes March 11th. Like, that was two and a half weeks before. Like, you flew down there and yes. everything. Yes. Also, this was at Disney World, where I remember I was like, I was definitely around the coronavirus. Like, somebody there had it. Like, yeah, you know? that's true. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure my sister-in-law had it while we were there, but that's a different story. <laughs> because she had, at that week, she had gotten this, like, sickness that they could not could, figure out. The doctor yeah. told her it wasn't the flu. They thought it was bronchitis because she had a very heavy, dry cough that she could not get rid of. Oh, my So, we gosh. flew on a plane together down there. She ran the half marathon was fine was completely fine but it's just she had this cough she couldn't I can't get rid believe of that was this I know. year but i trained for like eight months for it sort of probably could have trained better let's be honest but yeah that was my achievement and it was like a hard crazy thing and i know i talked about orange theory a little bit in like our last episode and some days when i'm having a hard day on the treadmill which you're only on there for like 20 minutes i'm like remember that time you ran for yeah. three and a half hours get over it keep running <laughs> so it's just it was a really cool thing and i hope to do another one one day but that was just i can't believe that i did that because that was like three and a half years yeah. in the making of getting myself yeah. ready and telling myself I could do it. Well, I was always so proud of you because we would be hanging out or something in the dorm and I would text you and be like, hey, we're hanging out if you want to come over. And you'd be like, hey, I'm actually like running or training or I ran a long, like I ran a long stretch today, so I'm pretty pooped. Like I was always impressed. But speaking <laughs> on the exercise note, my personal favorite from 2020, I'm like torn between saying something about my blog, which I don't know if that's more of a professional achievement it's like both I feel yeah. like for you but I think I'm actually gonna go with exercise because I've just been a diligent exerciser this year which hasn't ever been a thing because in high school you know I obviously exercise a lot but that was by just me being on a sports team mm-hmm. so I'm just so proud of myself for you know sticking with exercising the year after my wedding because I could have easily just, just like knocked out and just yeah. been like I have no reason to do this anymore but you know I do have a reason like I want to be healthy and I want to honor the body that God gave me so amen yeah <laughs> well this is where Lauren's little cool graphic on Instagram came in because we posted a question box on our story and asked what you guys is biggest like personal achievement was of 2020 so we have some of those here we have a couple people graduated so congratulations jessica yeah. she said she graduated i worked with her same so here very exciting fellow 2020 grads um then one fun thing on here other than graduated and getting jobs people like brooke um kelsey got engaged um let's see kendra is got married in february um we had a couple people say they got engaged or getting married and then i really relate to mc's response which was being asked to be the grand marshal of the magic kingdom parade so i'm glad we have answers that really represent both of us (laughs) because (laughs) seeing how many people got engaged in this just made me chuckle to myself but thank you mc for the disney one because that really made me laugh (laughs) i love that so much congrats to all the graduates and the newlyweds all of our new newlyweds and engaged pals out there that is very exciting and we're very happy for you we're glad that you had this like literal diamond in the rough of 2020 get it because it's the ring (laughs) Allison, you are cracking me up because I have screenshotted all of these as well. And I'm looking and one of the screenshots that I have, it says, got engaged, getting married to my best friend. I got married, got engaged, got engaged, getting married to the most kind man. I did not even realize how many said that. 
I mean, maybe people are here for the newlywed content. I need to start doing like wedding. I'm really sorry, guys. I can't help you on that one. I don't know that even then I would be as good at it as Lauren is, but. That is so funny. But congratulations to all our newlyweds, newly engaged, and those who graduated college, and everybody else in there for being marshals of a Disney parade or graduating with a master's. Uh, Lauren's sweet mom said having children, which I think she meant was the personal achievement of her life, but (laughs) I I think that that that's very, very sweet. I love it so much. Okay, Allison, what was your favorite Nice to Have a Friend episode that we released in 2020? Because as you all know, our podcast started in 2020. I probably should have thought about this before so I could pick one, but I have two. Will that work? Yeah. Okay, so the first one is going to be one that was actually in the season, which was not necessarily everybody's personal favorite to listen to, but that's okay. (laughs) You don't know that. But it was the K-pop episode. And the reason that I picked that is not just because I have somehow become fascinated with Korean pop music over the last couple of months but I really like things where I can go deep dive research and so that was a fun episode for me because I got to go and kind of research it but then Lauren and I just talked about it in a way that I thought was kind of fun it was a fun episode to record for me like I really enjoyed it and I'm glad that Lauren like let me kind of have that but I'm glad that she at least semi enjoyed it more than she thought she would um but I would say other than that I really enjoyed our third episode in our first season which was Uh, college talking about change in college because I think Lauren and I just having graduated at the time and just starting the podcast and also it's a lot of fun to get to sit here and talk about goofy stuff but Lauren and I partially wanted to do this because we wanted to honestly talk about things in our lives in that episode we actually talked about things like faith and dealing with friends and like party culture and how we fit into all of that and how that can be a very difficult thing to talk about and figure out as a college student. And I just remember we actually had some of you guys reach out to us and say how like you were glad that we said something or like that resonated with you. And so that's what really this is all about. Um, Even though it is about having fun and Lauren and I hanging out too, we want you guys to feel like you're welcome and that you see a part of yourselves in this podcast as well. So those two things just mixed together, just a personal, like I had fun doing one, but I also saw the point and the purpose of doing the other so those two mixed together were my favorite that I'm really also proud of those first three episodes because we recorded those and had them like all ready to go when we launched Mm -hmm. and then like we were on such a high like that whole season I feel like from launching the podcast and I love that those were so vulnerable, but still people like gotten insight into our mm-hmm. like sense of humor and everything yeah. like that. So it was really meeting us like dead on. Yeah, I really am so proud of that entire first season. Um, but I think my actual favorite episode is from this season, the roommate horror stories episode. Oh, that one was fun. <laughs> that was just something that like I was so passionate about doing it. I was so excited about it, and then we did it, and we posted it on Instagram, and both Allison and I separately. Without even talking about it, we're both worried that nobody was going to submit roommate horror stories and that we were just going to have to scratch the whole episode. Yeah, because we're a small podcast. Yeah. We don't have a ton of circulation or anything. So we weren't, it was the first time we'd opened up listener responses to anything. So I remember, like, even on the wording of the post, I put, please submit your roommate horror stories for a future episode for potential use in a future episode. I didn't even say next week because I was afraid we wouldn't get any any. and we would not be able to do it. And then we got so many. I never counted it up, but I mean, I feel like we got like, you know, almost close to 20 stories, which is a lot for people to take the time and like submit something long. And then I just feel like the episode turned out so funny and so many people related to it reached out after the fact with their roommate horror story that they like couldn't share before the episode went live. 
it was just so much fun. And I'm really excited to do like first date horror stories and incorporate more stuff like that in the future. So yeah, all you engaged and married gals out there, you better have some for us here. Yes. When we do that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they do. Because then it can end with the, and now we're married. And now we're married. Yeah, I know. That would be so great. Now we're going to move on to our best entertainment choices of 2020. So our number one for this segment is TV show. Lauren, do you have a favorite TV show that stuck out to you last year? Oh my gosh. This year was the year of TV for me. And I watched so much stuff and it was so varied. So I really had a hard time nailing it down. Because I mean, we watched everything from Tiger King to Emily in Paris to The Last Dance. Avatar The Last Airbender. You know, The Queen's Gambit like everyone's been watching. But I think my favorite show, besides, like, The Queen's Gamut, because I don't want to say that because I watched it so recently, it would just be easy to say that one, was Ozark for a long time. I was like, no, don't want to watch that. I have no interest. Then it ended up being my favorite show. You will laugh. You will cry. You will be shocked. You, you will be hanging on to every last word. So mine is definitely Schitt's Creek. I know I talked about it on here. I just finished the last season that they put up on Netflix this weekend, and I was kind of sad that it's over. But I think that was just an unexpected fun find because my dad loved Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara on SCTV, which if you don't know what that is, it was kind of like an SNL-type skit show that was on in the 70s. I think 70s, sorry if that's not the right decade. But um, I showed him that trailer, and I was like, do you think you would give this a try? And he was like, well, if those two are in it, I'll give it a try because I usually like what they do. So he and my mom and I started watching it together. So it was just a fun show that we all three actually liked watching together. I love Schitt's Creek, too. I think that would be a lot of people's favorite. And actually, we did get some (laughs) submissions for Schitt's Creek. Um, We also got submissions for Dancing with the Stars, which I love. Me and Allison are fellow Dancing with the Stars fans. Someone said The Office still reigns supreme. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Preston watched that and he really liked it. See, I don't like anything with the words haunting or with like blood or like creepy night cabin vibes. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. My friend Elisa said The Wild, which I actually saw another like blog friend recommend. So that that may be on my watch list soon. Uh, We also have The Crown, which is... Oh, so good. I know one of Lauren's favorites. Real Housewives of... Is SLC Salt Lake City? Yes, that's a new show that just came out in 2020. And I've seen a lot of people, like... I think I would I would never watch any of those Real Housewives shows because I'm not a huge reality mm-hmm. TV person. But I do think I would watch the Salt Lake City one because I think it involves a lot of talking about like Mormon culture and everything, oh, so and that's just really interesting. To me. I didn't yeah. realize that they had one in Salt Lake it's City. My mom new. was a hardcore New Jersey fan; like she still watches the Real Housewives really? of New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> but the Salt Lake City one is brand new; like it okay. just came out this fall. Zari submitted one, um, and this is not a joke. She said, "Crash Landing on You," which is a K drama. And she said, Allison started it recently. I did. Now I'm watching Korean television, so I don't really know what's going on. My brother and sister-in-law sent me a picture today of going to Costco, and they found bulgogi in, like, the stir-fry section, which basically is, like, Korean barbecue. And they said, Allison, this made us think of you. So I guess I'm Every synonymous time. with Korea now. <laughs> so Wait, someone said Never Have I Ever. Is that the show? Yes, that- yes. Peyton, thank you for sending that in. That is the other show that I could not think of the name of. But it's very, very good. I don't know how to explain it, but it just deals with grief and humor. And then tennis legend John McEnroe is, like, the narrator of the show. What? It's just, it's a good show. That's really But that's cool. on Netflix as well. 
Ha- wait, have you seen Parasite yet? Still? No, we. I told Zari I want to watch it, but I you just can haven't rent it yet. on Amazon. I don't think it's super expensive. I need to. Rent. Which, speaking of, I think that that ties in great with our next one, yeah. which is favorite movie of oh. 2020. Which I hate to tell you, Lauren can go ahead and answer this because our answer is the same. Like Little even women. even down to the detail that and your on uh, and your runner up. Okay, so. Me and Allison both agreed 100% when we first said we were going to do this episode and we were coming up with like the different segments and we said movie. Both of us were instantly Little Women, but it actually did come out in 2019, but we went to watch it together in 2020. We saw it together with 2020. roommate slash friends in 2020 in January. So yes, because I had just gotten married, I'm pretty sure. It didn't come out till the day after Christmas, so that's basically 2020. Yes, but if I had to go with a real, you know, 2020 movie... Oh my gosh, I actually need to check if this Wait, even no, came yeah, out. Wait, no, yeah, it didn't come out in 2020 either. Wow, we're bad at this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just go ahead and tell yeah, you guys. Yeah, it's from 2019. Okay, well, our runner-up was Jojo Rabbit, which we didn't see again until 2020 yeah. either. If you've been around the podcast, you know the story, but I'll go ahead and tell it again. <laughs> that Lauren texted me and said, Press and I are going to go see Jojo Rabbit Friday night. Do you want to come? And I said, isn't Friday Valentine's Day? And Lauren said, yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> so I went and saw... Jojo Rabbit with Lauren and Preston on Valentine's Day. And it was a great yeah. Valentine's Day. I know. I was training for my half marathon yes. that day. I ran eight miles that morning. Yeah. It was a good day for me. But I was also <laughs> going to say, besides Jojo Rabbit, Parasite is one of my favorite movies from this year. Because it's just so creative. Did and that come was, out in 2020? Uh, probably not. I feel like we're just stuck in a time. It had to have came out in 2019 because it was nominated for an Oscar. Well, sorry guys. I guess we're yeah. really going to have to reach into the barrel though because nothing came I out mean, this year. I <laughs> don't think people will blame us because... Tenant is like basically one of the only things. Emma uh, actually came out in 2020, and it's really good. Okay, I need to watch it again. I wanted to go you see need it, to watch and it. then you I just really like. I didn't it. want to pay twenty dollars for it when it came out on streaming. Yeah, it might be cheaper now. You will really like it. Oh, I probably should watch it. Okay, some of you all said we have some votes for Little Women also and Parasite, so both of those are on there. Um, someone said Soul, which just came out. I have out. not seen that yet. I haven't seen it either, but I do want to. I just know that I'm going to cry a lot, so i got to wait <laughs> until I have time. I have seen people saying they cried. Ex Machina? I know that that didn't oh. come out last year, but I loved it. Okay, I haven't seen that one before. Looks like this one was a little bit more sparse than our other answers, which I think probably just wraps up the fact yep. that we didn't have yeah. a lot of movies to choose from that exactly. actually came out this year, but hopefully this year will will change. Yeah. Well, something I actually devoted a lot of time to this year was reading books, and it looks like a lot of you all did too, because I think we did get quite a few submissions for that one. So, Allison, what was your favorite book that you read this year? Uh, my favorite book, so I'm sorry, guys, I'm cheating on all of these because I have two, but the first one is The Nightingale by Kristen Hannah. Oh, I'm reading that so soon. So, part of the reason that I picked two is because Lauren and I both picked books by the same author, so I had to diversify this a little <laughs> bit, but The Nightingale is a historical fiction. It's about two sisters in 1940s in France, right during German occupation. I don't really know the best way to describe it to you, but it is one of the best books that I've ever read, best historical fiction that I've ever read. And I think it's just because it gives you a new perspective on like how people actually had to deal with things that we think would have been easy morally to choose between, yeah. but they had to figure it out in the moment. And I just think it's a very 
thought-provoking book. So check that one out. But then my other one is a little bit more lighthearted, and it's called One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. If you like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, it's a Bachelor spoof, but it also just mixes in like body positivity and learning to love yourself and know that you're worth it kind of vibes, but it's a very quick read. I read it in two days, and I do not read that fast. But it was just really fun and light. So it's you got the a little bit more serious historical fiction because my, my like favorite thing to read is just like sad, depressing, middle of wartime. You do. <laughs> You love those. I, I you read those why. all the time. <laughs> I love I love that kind of but then I have to like balance it out because sometimes I get really depressed yeah. after reading all that. So I have to go read like modern romance. Bachelor spoofs or competition show spoofs like the selection series, if you ever read that yeah. when you're in middle school. But those are my two. What was yours for the year, Lauren? I definitely need to add those to my list. But my favorite book the entire year was The Great Alone by Kristen Hanna. It was set in the 70s, so it's not quite as wartime (laughs) as Allison's, but it seriously does involve... Um, this girl and her family and her dad really struggles with PTSD from fighting in Vietnam and he kind of never is able to find his way and they move to Alaska into the middle of nowhere in the 70s and just have to really learn to live in the Alaskan wilderness and it is just amazing and it's one of those books that stuck with me for so long you know when like you read a book sometimes you can just like forget about it and move on the next mm-hmm. day and then sometimes the characters will ruminate in your head for a couple of days and you just think like oh my gosh wonder what happened like wonder what they would do now or wonder what they're doing now I could not stop thinking about that book and I think I'm actually <laughs> going to read it again like maybe next year like 2022 or I don't know but I definitely want to read that book are you a rereader because I don't reread very often I never reread the only things I reread are Harry Potter and Twilight I've reread Harry Potter once and a half once and a half times never reread the final because I don't like the feeling of sadness I get when it's over over. Um, and then I reread Pride and Prejudice but that's the only thing I've ever but what's weird is I actually read two books this year that I think I would reread it's The Great Alone and then All the Light We Cannot See see I'm in the middle of that I'm in the middle of four books right now which makes it very difficult (laughs) I know two of them are like not book books they're like like learning books yes so I'm in the middle of our book club book and All the Light We Cannot See again I love depressing war-torn France. Oh my gosh. It's great. And I know. England. Whatever. Let's see what you guys read this year. So someone said from our book club, Sarah, actually, The Guest List, which we all did read and I also loved that one because we read it at Halloween and that was just a good Halloween read. It's a good standalone, the ends are all tied up by the end. Yes, book. for sure. Someone said Beach Read, which I have seen a lot. <laughs> oh, uh, my friend Caroline said Jessica Simpson's open book and I have heard that that is actually a very surprisingly good autobiography. So I may actually hmm. read that. I feel like I heard that somewhere else too. Someone said Death on the Nile, and I want to read that because there's a movie coming out about it. Okay, someone said they didn't read much this year, which I totally relate to that. I know both of us went through a huge reading slump, mm-hmm. but they said Midnight Sun is okay. And as a fellow <laughs> Twilight diehard fan, I would have to agree. If I'm not a diehard, should I read it? <sighs> is it just going to be Edward, like, lusting for a really long time? No! <laughs> not it Allison at all oh my gosh I'm mad right now <laughs> I'm just messing with you okay and then MC said little fires everywhere and my friend said where the crawdads sing which is such a good book too I am obsessed with that book no wait I'm serious if I haven't read Twilight in forever do you think I would remember what happens if I read it 
I think you could read it, and I think you could not reread. You don't like have I to reread have to Twilight because I would remember it, but I haven't read it since I was yeah. like twelve. So I, I don't think really you it. could just read it, and it's a quick read, and I don't think you would have to read Twilight before because I kind of want to just yeah, because you should. It's like the uh, Hunger Games prequel that came out. Like, yes, yeah, I have it. If you want to borrow ever. it, well, just maybe try I will it. at some point. We'll see, and then I can take back my comment about Edward. Okay, good. I'm mad. I need Edward to redeem himself in your eyes. Okay, Okay, guys. So another one that we have is favorite music was the category, but it could be favorite album or song of the year. So I think that Lauren, I probably know yours, but what is your favorite musical <laughs> item of this year? Okay, well. You have two to choose from. I know. I have two choices to make here, and my favorite is definitely Folklore. That album just... Oh my gosh, it encompasses 2020 for me. And I think when I think back on 2020, when my grandkids like ask me about it someday, if I have grandkids, I'm going to be like, you know, listen to this album. And this is what 2020 was like for me, because I just feel like she was so, she hit the nail on the head with that album. And a lot of people actually said folklore. Yes, and so Evermore. many of you responded with that or Evermore, yes. which I'm not surprised because I know how our audience skews. Yeah. We're, we have a lot of engaged people that really like to listen to Taylor yes. Swift, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> but, but what um, was yours, Allison? So I had a hard time picking an actual album because I did like folklore, but I also really like future nostalgia. But then when I think about the album that was probably like my favorite or my most listened to during the year, it probably was the Hamilton soundtrack because I didn't really get into Hamilton until 2020. And I listened to it a lot when I was like training for my half or just like running during quarantine or in the car or whatever, especially when it was about to come out on Disney Plus. So that was probably like the album that I would probably peg as like the one I listened to the most this year. But my favorite song that actually came out this year was Dynamite by BTS. And as like silly as that sounds with all the K-pop I talk about on here, it really is because I found that song on my own and added it to a running playlist. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. And it kind of started the like downhill descent into K pop madness. But downhill. it's just so happy. And like I can do the dance kind of. And I just really like it. So that was my favorite song. But getting into some of you guys' responses, pretty much everybody that responded to this question. <laughs> literally said folklore but some of the other ones that we had the outliers were plastic hearts by miley cyrus uh mama's boy by lonnie starting over by chris stapleton and then we did have a future nostalgia on there as well i love dua lipa and i've tried listening to future nostalgia so many times and for some reason i just cannot get into that album oh it's but so i good. love her i know and I don't know why, like, where the disconnect is coming from. I need to sit down and try one more time because I know, like, I know I should like it. I just don't understand where the disconnect is I really is like from. it. It makes me feel, like, confident and cool yeah. when I listen to it. Let's actually move into our next category, which is miscellaneous. And I just threw this segment in there so we could, you know, just kind of touch on something that we really loved from the year but didn't necessarily fit. fit. <laughs> and mine is actually our book club that we started, and I love that we started that because I don't remember where I've talked about this on maybe it's been the podcast but I for years I never spent any money on reading mm -hmm. I was always just like you know I can't waste that kind of money on myself like that's you know $20 a book and I read it once and then I never read it again I would spend money on Harry Potter or something that I would like read over and over again but I was always, I would never even go to McKay's. I was always only borrowing, getting from the library, or going to the little free library across my street. 
But this year, we got invited to do a book club with our other two friends, and I really hesitated because I was like, I don't think I can commit to spending that much money on myself every month. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Lauren, you're not wasting this money. You're spending it on like enjoying time with your friends, enjoying time to yourself, like self care reading like really is happiness for me so i just had this total mindset change when we got invited to that book club and i'm so happy about it so that's definitely one of my miscellaneous favorites from the year what about you probably just all the kind of like memes and quarantine jokes that kept people together when we were in our houses and people weren't out doing stuff because I wouldn't want to go back into that time, but it's just kind of everyone kind of in the shared experience at the same time was kind of funny. Um, One of my favorite jokes of like all time was the day that everybody was home, like the first day, there's this account on Twitter called Disneyland to go and they just tweet satirical or sarcastic things as if Disneyland's PR person is saying it and they said we invite you to create the Disneyland experience from home by eating a lot of sugar and inviting a baby over to cry (gasps) and I remember seeing that and I thought that was so funny but then just people taking things and making jokes about sneezing or drinking water or Tiger King memes or people making whipped coffee or whatever just all these viral trends that I felt like were kind of fun and funny to make fun of after the fact yeah so I just, it was kind of random, but I just thought that that was a fun thing that was like a uniting force in a year that was kind of tough at times. If you haven't listened to our COVID Chronicles episode, now might be a good time. Is that what it's called? Mm, I can't really remember, but it has COVID in the title. Yeah. Go listen to our episode (laughs) about COVID because we kind of like recap our thoughts and favorite moments i don't um, even want to say yeah, that like but not in a bad way but just like our favorite parts of that a came bad out of period quarantine. Of time. yeah i think so, it's in season one i think it's episode five yes i would definitely recommend going to listen to that episode if you just want to have like a time capsule maybe it's called the covid time capsule. oh it is the covid time yeah. capsule we're really good at remembering our own podcast <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so go listen to that episode because i think it would be even funner to listen to now that we're like almost out of it on a year of fingers crossed covid yeah Allison, do you have a favorite quarantine activity that you participated in in 2020? Probably watching TikTok, unfortunately. That's you like really the only got thing into I TikTok. This I did, year. but I will say, at first, I thought it was stupid, and at times, I still think it's stupid. But I appreciate that people can go and share their weird senses of humor. And I think that the thing that's the craziest about TikTok is how niche you can get, which is partially scary and how algorithms can control our lives and show us only things in like a vacuum. But if you throw that out of the window and just appreciate it for what it is, you can get into really niche pockets of communities. Like you can find other crazy Disney fans or Taylor Swift fans or people that just make like historical jokes or like there's all kinds of humor on it. And so I think it's fun because you can just get a grab bag of things like Zari and I will send each other videos of Japan because we joke about talking about going to Japan but then like the people that I work with will send each other like weird videos that are related to like sports or using cameras or whatever person in mind that yes and I think it just makes it fun because it's almost like a it's like a YouTube but in a way that makes it able to have conversations and share with friends so I just think it's an interesting like connecting app for sure yes so I was scared of it for a long time I don't know why I think I was just afraid of the government having my information but who are we kidding they already have it so it was just now that I'm in it I think it's fun so that was my quarantine activity I still have not gotten onto the TikTok train but honestly I don't want to because I don't want to waste my time going back to the book club like situation how I didn't want to waste my like money on myself I really think I'm able to get a lot more done because I don't have, like, I'm never spending, like, those hours just, like, 
yeah. looking at TikTok every day. Do you know what I mean? So I yeah. think it's better if I just don't get I think it, it just depends on your personality because I know for me it's usually like I'll watch it when I'm going to sleep or like if I have some downtime. Yeah. I don't spend all the hours on it. But when we were in quarantine, I would just because there wasn't anything else yeah, to, do. to do. But unfortunately, that was my favorite activity. So what was yours? Because I'm sure it was probably a bit more productive than mine. Well, you are still being productive, Allison, because you're doing like trend research because your job yeah, is in media. That's what we'll call yeah. it. <laughs> well, my favorite quarantine activity is truly cooking. I have been obsessed with cooking since quarantine first started because I never had time to cook. Like in our first couple months of marriage, by couple, I literally mean two months of marriage before quarantine happened. And then all of a sudden I was home so much and we were making such intentional trips to the grocery store that I started actually planning out like what I was going to get for the entire week. And just this perfect storm was created and I was finally clicking with cooking and I've just like built upon my skills this entire quarantine and now I feel like I could seriously make Thanksgiving like I could make a Thanksgiving meal for 10 people maybe be a little bit stressed but I don't even think that it would be like a catastrophe I think I could actually do it I probably forget like a main ingredient of every dish though if Allison was coming because that's what I always do when that she does comes over happen. but I mean I come over here and she's made like braised beef or like hollowed out sweet potatoes that she's rebaked with like chicken and garbanzo beans like she's not making like spaghetti or something simple she's she's like making the whole half baked harvest cookbook i don't know how but i truly love cooking and i hope that because i was able to build these skills in a time when like the world stood still that i'll be able to more easily incorporate cooking into my life even when it goes back to being like very busy and I'm in the office again until five every single day I hope that you know that comes with me and I'm able to cook like elaborate meals even on a Monday night so that's definitely my favorite quarantine activity well speaking of cooking do you have a favorite recipe that you've made because I know that I am not going to have one for this category but I'm sure you have at least something that you're most proud of from all your cooking adventures I think my favorite other like my favorite recipe from someone else is definitely Anna Garten's roast chicken because I think anybody can make that and it seems like so intimidating but it's actually one of the easiest things to cook so I love like telling people to make that because I really think that once I made that chicken it gave me like the confidence that I needed to try a bunch of other things in the kitchen so I love recommending that recipe to people. But then also, this was the very first time that I made my own recipe up. And I'm doing quotation marks behind the um, <laughs> podcast microphone because it was just chili. And I think everyone makes up their own chili recipe. But I really do enjoy mine. It's actually a beer chili. And I will link it in the show notes because I think it's pretty good. You don't have a favorite bake like baking item that you made? Not really because I didn't make anything new. Butter. Yeah, like I mean, I made the peanut butter chocolate chip cookies that I found on TikTok that you can make in like 15 minutes. That oh, was fun. What about those peanut butter chocolate bars that is like Preston's favorite dessert ever that we made at the beginning of quarantine? Magnolia. Oh, yeah. Well, that's an, I guess, I don't know. I didn't, I made those with you, so I didn't count that. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, Allison. You should <laughs> We made that. some brownies from the Magnolia cookbook and it took like four hours, but they, they were the were best things They were complicated, kind of. You had to bake the brownies, put them in the fridge, then you had to make the peanut, peanut butter, butter topping and put it in the fridge, and then you had to make the chocolate ganache and then put them in the fridge, but they were so good. They were so good. I think Preston, it's called Lucy's Brownies or something, I if you just so. look it up. If, but I can they put were it in the show notes. Wonderful. But Preston's always like, that's my favorite 
dessert ever. And I'm like, well, you're probably never getting that again because it took so it long. Took so it's like long. you're not getting that again until Allison and Lauren are stuck yeah. here for seven hours again. It might have to be a once a year kind of thing. It can be a honestly. yearly tradition. Honestly. Okay, wrapping up with our favorites of 2020. Allison, what was your favorite product of the year? I guess I'm probably going to... Oh, wait. I know my answer for this. I didn't know what it was going to be, but Were my favorite product of the year... and say you weren't going to answer? No, I was going to say blue light glasses because oh. they're good for my eyes, but unfortunately lost my blue light glasses <laughs> on a TV truck like two weeks ago, So, and I could go and get them back, but I'm too passive and introverted to call the guy and ask if I can come get them from the TV truck, so we're just going <gasps> to... We'll see. I may just order another pair, but my favorite product... I just bought on December 29th. I have been saving up for a long time and doing a lot of research, but I finally bought a mirrorless camera. So I have a camera now that I can go use for all my video projects at work, but I can also keep it and use it for personal projects. But it is a professional camera that I can carry with me. It will be good for years and years if I take care of it, which I will. But um, it was an accidental found it for literally $600 off. And so I was like, I have to get it today. And so That's it awesome. came on New Year's Eve. The package got signed for and I freaked out because I was like, I'm at my apartment and nobody knocked on my door. But it went to the apartment office. So I went and got it, have been playing with it. I actually went and took it around UT Gardens earlier today. I was taking some videos. So I have a lot to learn before I kind of get anywhere near what I feel like the level of a working professional in video production is, but I know that I'm not as bad as I think I am, but I'm excited that I have my own piece of, of nice equipment. Now yeah. I just have to get a new tripod and a nice protective camera bag to take care of it because the bag that came with it was not as good as I thought it was, but that was my favorite product and I'm so excited to have like a big girl piece of equipment yes, that I that saved all this freelance money slaving over those editing videos every day for three months. That feels really good. And now we're here, so... Well, I know Allison posted on her Instagram, like, guess what? I just made an adult purchase. Guess what it is? And someone said life insurance. Was that Zari? Yeah, she was being sarcastic. <laughs> you just have to, okay, like anytime that Zari is going to reply to anything, most likely she's it's being sarcastic. sarcastic. But sadly, I know when it's sarcastic and when it's not, even if it's just text. Like, I just couldn't tell. But life she insurance. said life insurance. And then I think... <laughs> I can't remember. One of my other friends said, like, I'm on a mobile home. And I was like, I what? a mobile home. And I was like, you guys are not, that's guys, these funny. aren't even realistic answers. <laughs> he replied to me and was like, I know that's what it really is. You can't fool me. And I was like, yeah, that'll be the next purchase, I guess. So That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. What was your favorite product of 2020, Miss Lauren, who now has a cool like to know it? So you could go follow her on there and she may even link it. I don't know. I don't. I'm trying to plug your like to know it. I don't, she didn't ask me to do that. I just. I actually can't link either of these things. So oh, that you is can't. Hilarious. <laughs> Never mind. That is so funny. I don't really understand how it works, but I always ask her about it. So okay. I just thought I'd plug that in there. Thank if you have you, a like Allison. to know it, you can go follow Lauren. Well, my actual. I'm gonna have two things because one of my favorite products this month is actually kind of an intangible service, but it's book of the month. Mm -hmm. So I signed up for that, which I will link my referral code down below. Please use it if you do sign up for book of the month because it gives me a free book credit and like I mentioned I have anxiety over spending money on <laughs> I tried to use it but I bought my mom book of the month for Christmas but I got her three prepaid months and yeah. I don't think it works on that it only works if you like sign up for the yeah recurring well my membership. mom signed up under my link and I got my first like free book and I was it just felt so good to get a book for free so this is totally a self plug guys use my referral link on book of the month <laughs> but I love it because they pick the best five books that are either newly releasing 
that month or haven't even been released yet and you get like an advanced reader copy of it so they pick five different books and usually there's one in like the mystery thriller category there's one in the rom-com category i think there's usually one non-fiction selection and then like a few other like mixed in throughout there and you can pick your favorite one from there and you only pay $14.99 which for a hardback book that's brand new I feel like is a really good deal and you can also add on other books for a discounted price so I love it so much you can even create like a book club on there with your friends it's just the best and then my second favorite product of the year is Buff City Soap which have you heard of that Allison? No. It's just this like small business, but it's actually multiple, multiple chains. Like they have locations all across the South, I know. And it's just like homemade soap and it's amazing. I got a bunch of it for Christmas and I really like the laundry detergent. So if I had to pick like a favorite product and not just the brand, I'm going to say the laundry detergent. And that's what you smelled when you walked in and it, mm. doesn't it smell so good? It does. Yeah. So that's definitely two of my favorite products this year. But I loved the answers that we got from our listeners for this because everyone had such great answers that made, like, I feel like they really summed up people's years because someone said a nice desk and a chair for work from home life, and that's Peyton, and I know that her position is completely work from home, like, indefinitely. Mm. And then... Someone said their marriage license, which I thought is such a creative answer because that is truly a purchase since you have to pay for it. Kelsey said our first home, which I love that so much. Aw. Wow, that's weird because my friend Jenny said the same thing and they even typed it the exact same way except for one, one exclamation, exclamation point, point difference. difference. That's funny. Someone said AirPods. Preston got those for Christmas and he loves them. Oh, someone said a happy everything plate and all the attachments. My mom has yeah. those and I love them. I think that they're just yeah. so cute and fun to have in the kitchen. So I, I also want one like of those. I kind of have that, but it's it's like a soap. I holder. bet you would like the like Platter. neutral one, don't you? Instead of like the colorful yeah, polka dot one. I like sure. that one better too. Yeah. Someone said paying off my card. That definitely counts, yes, I think. Definitely. That's a huge <laughs> achievement. And then after nine years, I finally bought new workout shoes. That's a good one. That is a really good one. And then we have some pets. We have some cats and puppies in here. And then Ugg house slippers. Ooh. I have seen, I saw someone wearing those out at Publix the other day. Bold choice. I value my <laughs> slippers too much to wear them in public. I want to keep them for like in my house. You know what I mean? Yes. Except I'm not a slippers person. I just wear socks. Oh, I love house shoes. Love a good slipper. Moving on from 2020, I think we, we are not alone in saying we are ready for 2021. So, Allison, what are some things just generally that you're looking forward to in 2021 or some goals or words that you have like going into the new year? Well, I will say I'm one of those people that even though I'm very goal-oriented, I don't do things like that. Like, I don't do words of the year. I don't I do, I've done resolutions in the past, but I think I've learned a lot about myself upon a lot of self-reflection that if I set things and I don't meet them, I end up just internalizing it and kind of being frustrated at myself more than I'm growing. Um, but I think I saw you said you had a word of the year. And so I started thinking about it and I was like, I don't have a specific word. Cause I think depending on the month or the season, yeah. I need to hear something different or focus on something different. But I think one thing that I have struggled with for a long time is not being authentic and not being present and it's not that I'm not myself but it's just loving who I authentically am rather than feeling like I need to compare myself or like be something else to be enough and I think that's just an Enneagram one plight of trying to be good enough yeah. so I think this year my focus is just going to be trying to do things that 
I actually enjoy and staying true to myself in that. So if it's K-pop and sitting and freaking out about K-pop, great. If it's going on a run because it makes me feel confident, great. Um, and the other thing is being present because I think if anything, this year has just shown like how quickly everything can change. And so celebrating the moments like here and enjoying what I have here and not comparing to like, oh, but this person's like traveling around Europe. And I'm like, well, I'm working right now. And that's okay because I have jobs that are giving me avenues to try new things or you know what I'm not necessarily I may not look like this person but I have like cool things that I can do to express my style and take care of myself this way so I think just trying to show up as I am and celebrate that this year is something that I'm going to try and focus on and wherever I end up at the end of next year because lord knows if I had said where I'd hope to be in 2021 at the beginning of 2020 it wasn't where anywhere probably where I thought I was going to be so I'm just going to try and enjoy the ride as I go along and just show up as Allison authentically Allison and enjoy the ride So we'll see how long that lasts, but I'm going to try my best to keep that attitude through the year. I love that. Well, my word or kind of like thoughts going into 2020, I've really focused on the word intention and intentional. And I'm not going to lie, like that has been my word multiple times for the past like five or so years that I've probably been picking a word of the year. Because for me, if any Enneagram nines relate, like the lyrics from Willow, like life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. I feel like that's very good for kind of how an Enneagram nine can be because sometimes it's very hard to get us going on a project. Like it's very hard to be intentional as an Enneagram nine because you're just always kind of going with the flow. Like doing things as the idea pops into your head and not being super strategic or just not really like setting plans and kind of just seeing where life takes you, which I do want to keep the mindset of 2020 of like not planning as much, but I want to be intentional like in areas of my life where it really matters, like with friendships and relationships and with like my marriage and my parents and my blog and the podcast. Like I just really want to try to be more intentional. Well, guys, that's going to do it for the first episode of 2021. Stay tuned here because we'll be back again next week with some new episodes for you guys going into the new year. In the meantime, follow along with us on Instagram and rate and review us, hopefully five stars on Apple Podcasts, or share us with someone you love, whether that's on social media, by text, or in person. We hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. everybody. Happy New Year. Woo!